재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 On Sunday, voters in Switzerland overwhelmingly rejected a proposal to introduce a guaranteed basic income for everyone living in the country. The final results showed that nearly 77% opposed the plan, only 23% backing it. So to discuss why voters ultimately decided to say no to universal basic income, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Freiburg economics professor Sergio Rossi. Hello. Good evening. Well, good evening to you, Professor. Thank you for joining us. First question I think a lot of people uh, are wondering, tell us the background of why Switzerland did decide to hold this referendum on basic income. There are several reasons for this. If I focus on the socioeconomic reasons, uh, I would say that uh, the problem is twofold. On the one side, uh, we notice that uh, the Swiss welfare state is going to have uh, a number of financial problems to address, namely the fact that uh, It is not sustainable anymore over the long run because of a problem in the society, namely the age pyramid is having a trouble in the sense that there are more and more pensioners and less and less uh, population working to pay for, for this pension scheme. And on the other hand, we have problems on the labor market because of a number of issues, namely the Swiss franc strength on the foreign exchange market makes a number of firms move outside of the country to try to reduce their production costs and also because on the labor market the young people have troubles in entering this market and having a kind of job that is also well paid in a sense so uh, the welfare state is solicited more and more but the financial resources to pay for it are scarce and uh, in the end uh, especially for the young women and low-skilled workers, there will be a problem in finding a job, also because of the so-called fourth industrial revolution, namely automation, robots being uh, actually more and more uh, widespread in the country and replacing a number of people in the job market. Yeah, and you've very clearly laid out the uh, the reasons why. Um, I'd like to actually get actually to the results of this because I think a lot of us here in Korea would have been a bit surprised that it was overwhelmingly rejected by the voters. Is it simply a matter of prioritizing whether you receive basic income or whether you lose the existing welfare services and ultimately voters decided we, we don't want to lose those services? This was an issue. Uh, a number of voters fear that uh, a basic income is going to be worse than the actual welfare state system, but also because uh, the discussion was not really focusing on the principle. Uh, we voted uh, last weekend uh, on the principle whether or not we want in the Swiss constitution this principle that everybody living in Switzerland should receive, receive a basic income, but we don't have yet the, the numbers for it. We don't know how much this basic income will be eventually and also how it is going to be financed. And a number of people voting against the proposal were feeling that uh, it's not possible to finance such a basic income and also that it will attract a number of foreigners, migrants, for mm. instance, and also a number of people are not going to work anymore because if they receive something without providing any effort, the number of individuals in this situation will increase. So the debate was uh, a bit misplaced, also because of the people uh, initiating this referendum were not willing to elaborate on such a proposal, mm. providing for uh, a scheme that is able to finance such a basic income across the Swiss country.
Yeah, and that's very understandable. And apparently uh, it received almost no institutional support. The government, almost all the political parties uh, were against the referendum proposal. That being said, because even here in Korea, there has been discussions of how feasible a basic income would be. And everyone touts the benefits of, well, if you have that kind of a cushion, uh, you could maybe... um, encourage uh, innovation through entrepreneurship, people knowing that there is a fallback, they could take more risks, not have to just rely on uh, poor paying jobs. Is is the debate over universal basic income, do you think, over or do you think there will be more and more countries in the long term uh, considering this kind of a scheme? I think the debate is not over in Switzerland as well as elsewhere because of the society moving uh, along the the lines of this so-called fourth industrial revolution, namely a number of people will be displaced from their job positions and will be replaced by software and uh, robots and things like this. So in the end, it is a first step towards a basic income, but the society needs to elaborate on this principle. People, the political parties need to think upon this. And I think that in the second half of this century, the basic income will become, I would say, a reality all over the world. Mm. But I think that each country will design and implement its own form of basic income and probably starting uh, from the bottom with a bottom-up approach, namely first in some major cities or regions, then for the country as a whole. But uh, I think this is the, the new paradigm for this century. And the more uh, unemployed people we will be uh, existing across the the country and the more the productivity increase will provide for uh, income but only for a small part of the population the more this issue will become uh, i would say a center stage of the political debate but for the time being we we have just we are just at the beginning of this uh, of this revolution i would say Right. As you say, maybe from the ground up uh, on a local level before it goes to a national level. Uh, The final question then would be, if this referendum and the backers of this referendum fail to provide enough specifics to see how show how it could be financially feasible, in your view, maybe just in the Switzerland context, what would be a way to try to make this a more fiscally and financially um, feasible plan for voters to get behind? Well, it has been discussed uh, along uh, uh, during all this campaign, and my idea was, and still is, that we should uh, uh, introduce a kind of uh, tax on value added, uh, which means that both wages and profits will be imposed by this tax. I proposed uh, around 30% of the value added by production activities should be uh, used to then finance these basic income schemes, which means that wage earners will receive a lower uh, net wage at the end of the month, Mm. but part of this is going to be compensated with uh, this basic income. So low-wage earners will have a higher income at the end of the month, whereas high-wage earners will have a lower wage at the end of the month, but of course one should recognize that uh, very high wages are not only the result of a personal merit, but also because of the productivity increases, the technological progress that in the end is the result of the whole society, including the public sector, investing in technological advances. So we should, uh, in a sense, pay back to the society what society allows us to earn in the form of a high income that is the result also 
of the past technological advances. All right, very important points indeed. Professor Rossi, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Professor Sergio Rossi from the University of Freiburg. Soul City News up next.